Welcome into Tennessee Talk. I am Noah McKay, joined by my guy Chase Hope. Follow us on Twitter at TN Talk Pod. Like us on Facebook, Tennessee Talk. Subscribe and give us five stars on iTunes. If you're listening to us through SoundCloud, INO through 1069 Kicks Country, we love all of you. Chase, how you doing today, my man? Man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, another another week of disappointment from <laughs> from the from the Tennessee Titans, but but they won. You know, everything's okay because they won. So yeah, the, the Titans do win, twenty six to twenty two. What a joke, man! Over the Jets, the now three and nine New York Jets, a game that the Titans trailed sixteen to zero, and I saw somebody put on Twitter, it wasn't well done, but it was done. That game was, I mean, that's the that's the Titans' way, you know. Like, oh well, at least we won. Yeah, we get caught up in the in the win, which I think you know softens the blow. But that game was really bad for three quarters until once again, the fourth quarter rolls around and suddenly a magical switch gets flipped for this team, and they decide they want to play football. But I don't know why they don't have any urgency in the first three quarters of the game. But thirty seconds left, Mario to Corey Davis for a touchdown. After a pretty good drive, they got aided by a huge face mask penalty against the Jets. I mean, if the Jets weren't the Jets, the Titans lose that game walking away. But they do. They're unable. For example, they block a punt in deep in Titans territory and then are unable to punch it in for a touchdown and have to settle for a field goal. Other teams are going to punch it in for a touchdown there. But the Titans got really lucky with who they were playing. But it's another day of inconsistency out of the Titans, and I think yeah. that's the only, like I said, that's the only consistent thing about this team is they're inconsistent, yeah. and we saw that on display in that game on Sunday. And I like the fact that, you know, this team is able, when their back's against the wall, they show up. But at the same time, I don't like the fact that you're down 16 nothing to the New York Jets. Yeah. And then you're – and then – I don't know if you liked it or not. You may have loved it. But after the game, you know, you have Taylor Lewan running up to these refs. You tried to ruin it. You tried to ruin it. Throws in some expletives. Dude, shut up. I mean, Jerome Bolger sucks. That of course, but dude, joke. just shut up. You beat the Jets. Like, you should have killed the Jets. Yeah. And you don't say nothing when we lose. I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm, – I'm sick of it. I'm, yeah. I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm sick of it. If we're winning and, like, we blow them out, dude, I love it. Yeah, I've had enough of – Taylor Lewan, period. I think he's starting to wear out his welcome. He's pulling a Chris Johnson of where he got paid and then suddenly stops playing football. I mean, the Titans have a real problem on the offensive line. And number one, finally, Mike Vrabel takes Quentin Spain off that offensive line because Quentin Spain is just a bad football player. The dude is slow. I don't know how. Every year, it seems like in training camp, there's a competition for that left guard spot, and somehow Quentin Spain wins. I don't know if he's just a good practice player or what it is, but that dude cannot play pro football. No. The whole offensive line looks slow but to me. after they made that move, they moved Ben Jones to guard and put Le- Corey Levin at center, it got better that Marcus finally had a little bit of time to throw the ball. And then that opened up the passing game. He was able to take some deep shots and let routes develop more. But I don't know if that's a permanent fix or that's just something where the Jets hadn't seen it on tape, kind of like a backup quarterback situation, right. and the right. Jets hadn't seen it. They didn't know how this guy was going to block or what to do. And the Jets are bad, so they're not going to make adjustments. So, But that helps out. Quentin Spain should not play anymore. That's He needs to be done. With the Titans, that that's it for him, in my mind. I mean, he was having an awful game. And then, quite frankly, we always talk about the interior offensive line. Jack Conklin, Houston, we have a problem. Jack Conklin's getting destroyed. I don't know if it's his his knee is still not right, but ever since he came back from that injury, he has not had a good season at all. He's I, getting bullied on I the right side. I feel like they need to move him 
to the inside because man, his it's just you watch him. His his hips are so slow to turn. Yeah, it's he's not built for this zone blocking scheme that no. that Lafleur is just trying to run. And I'm sick of Lafleur. Like I'm praying somebody hires him. To oh, be somebody their hires coach. him, you're an idiot. If you I'm hire praying. that man, you're an idiot. Cleveland, please. Cleveland, Cleveland, I need you. Dallas, somebody. No, Dallas isn't going to fire their coach anymore, but somebody. Green Bay. Yeah, Matt LaFleur. Give, <laughs> give Aaron Rodgers the young, bright offensive mind. Like, but it's, Yeah, Matt LaFleur, I, I'm sick of seeing, of seeing runs on third and nine and second and nine and screen passes. Why are you running a hurry-up offense in the first quarter to run a screen on third and 11? Why are you running a hurry-up if you're going to run a screen to Cameron Batson? It's mind-numbingly stupid. And and I had deja vu to last year because I I don't know if this is true, but I know last year was true. When they went into the hurry-up offense, Marcus was calling the plays, and the offense was vastly more efficient on Sunday when they went into the hurry-up offense. And I'm thinking Marcus Mariota may be calling his own plays again. In that case, it's deja vu, and you can't tell me this offense looks any better than it did under Terry. Mariota just needs to be our offensive coordinator. He needs to be our offensive coordinator, quarterback, quarterback's coach. He just, you know – just he let led the, the team in rushing. He led the team in rushing, so he might as well make him the running back. I'm really too. not surprised about that fact. But John Robinson had a huge addition this week, Noah. Oh, huge. Oh, really? Yeah, we signed Jeremy McNichols what? off the Broncos practice squad. Wow. Running back, position of need. So <laughs> Running back, position of need. <laughs> huge addition from J-Rob. I know, I know you're a huge fan. I know you trust him. I don't trust J-Rob at all. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this right now. It's gotten to point with me with everything with John Robinson is irritating me. Um, I know you haven't been yet this season, but in the stadium, they do these um, – this week it was alumni weekend. And so they did a video package. And it was supposed to be like introducing the alumni. And it was really just a John Robinson tribute package of himself talking about how much he loves the Titans and how much he wants this job and how excited he was when the Titans franchise got here. And if he could lead any franchise, it was this. And my dad looks at me and he goes – this is just him talking about himself. It wasn't about the alumni at all. It was right before they introduced all the alumni. What he's, trying the, to, what? he's trying to save his it job. It was literally he like knows, a job knows, interview. Yeah, he knows He knows his seat's heating up. It's starting to. It, this could be his last draft. Well, it, Robbie Stanley from, oddly enough, NHL.com, but who covers the Predators, put on Twitter. But it seems like maybe the problems with this team weren't Malarkey and, Mun, uh, and Rubisky, and really by firing them, all John Robinson did was start the clock on himself. That's all he did. Because now it's no longer a coaching thing. It's a youth thing. No, because here's my thing. This team last year makes the playoffs and wins a playoff game. Yep. And this team in the offseason drastically improved. Should have. The moves they made made sense. We added talent. Has Malcolm Butler been great? No, but you know who's that fall on? The GM that signed him. Yep. Anything less than making the playoffs is a disappointment. Yeah. Anything less than what you do the year before is a disappointment. You fired your coach. You, fi- you fired your coach in a year you won a playoff game. I'm okay with firing the coach. I am not okay. And here's the thing that also dawned on me. They pulled a classic Titans. They didn't sign a big-name coach. If you're going to fire your coach like that, you got to hire a big-name coach. And Mike Vrabel, a one-year coordinator from the Houston Texans. Last year, he had an excuse that there was a bunch of injuries on that defense. Yeah. The Texans' defense in his one year as defensive coordinator, worst defense in the league. I'm not sold on the Vrabel. Huh? Worst defense in the league. So if you're going to fire a coach like that, you have to hire a big name. Not your boy, the New England Patriot way. Guess what? The Patriot way doesn't work. Josh McDaniels didn't work in in Denver. 
this whenever we try to do the Patriot way, it doesn't work. Because let, let's be honest, you take away Bill Belichick and Tom Brady out of New England, you have a very mediocre football team. So maybe the Patriot way isn't all it's cracked up to be, John Robinson. No, it's Belichick. Yeah. It, it's it's plain and simple Belichick. And people can say, oh, Tom Brady's up. Look at any quarterback. He made Bill Belichick made Matt Castle look like a franchise quarterback. Yep. Jimmy G looked good when replacing him. He had Jacoby Brissett looking good. Brian Ho- Hoyer, whenever he gets to play, he looks amazing. Yeah. It's not anything. It's Belichick. Yeah. Instead of trying to copy somebody else, do your own thing. Yeah. Instead of being a yes man and whatever worked in New England, yeah. do what you believe is going to work. That's my thing. I'm not sold on the Vrabel hire at all. Yeah. I'm not ready to fire him. You yeah. know what I mean? But I'm not – he hasn't shown me anything. Oh, man, we got a guy. We got him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The Colts go out and hire Frank Wright, and he's done so much better of a job. Yeah. With that Colts team who, at the beginning of the year, we were talking about their trash. And that GM has done an amazing job. Talk about fixing an offensive line. Holy cow. Quentin Nelson, what a pick. Yeah. You finally done something to help Andrew Luck. Yeah. And the Titans picked Rashawn Evans, who's done absolutely nothing. Um, it's just, So, yeah, you wouldn't believe it by listening to the last six minutes of this episode, but the Titans won. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo. Playoff uh, chances are alive again. Playoff the game, chances are alive. Gained the game on the Colts, I'm baby. telling you right number one, the schedule makers in the NFL bite me, all right? Just absolutely bite me. Three games in 11 days, this is absurd. Whoever approved, and the last game is against the Jaguars. You were going to come, and you know it's going to be a physical game. Right. It's just ridiculous. That's that. That just has injuries written all over it. But beyond that, yes, the Titans keep the playoff hopes alive. And where the schedule makers didn't make up for it is the Titans got very lucky with their schedule coming up in these games. You had the Jets, bad. The Jaguars, bad. The Giants, bad. And the Redskins, who are now in the third string quarterback. Mark Sanchez, baby. So not Sanchez, Sanchez. Yeah, the Titans can make the playoffs, and it wouldn't be a miracle. In my opinion, the Titans went out; they're going to make the playoffs. Let's look at the teams ahead of them right now before we break down the Jags game. Well, we still got to beat the Colts. Well, that's the, I'm getting. It's a, it's I'm a building, saying, Chase. It's I'm, a, I'm building to a point, Chase. Okay, just all right. Track sorry, with me. Keep okay. on building. Just track keep with. Keep on building. All right. So number one in the wild or number two in the wild card right now. You're not catching the Chargers, or if, I think the Chargers may catch the Chiefs. So you're not catching that. The second wild card spot. Is right now the Baltimore Ravens at seven and five. Ouch, because the Titans lost to the Ravens. So the Ravens need to lose two games. This week the Ravens play the Chiefs. I don't know anybody's picking the Ravens to win that game. I know I'm not. Boom. Next week after that, they play the Buccaneers. Yeah, they probably win that game. But then the week after that, they play the Los Angeles Chargers. Two losses. Thank you very much. That puts them with seven on the season. Titans went out, you'll be ahead of them. The Dolphins. Okay, you have to play the Patriots again, and you have to the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. They're going to lose a game. Get rid of them. The Who else is there? So, oh, so then you have the Denver Broncos. Thank God, week 17, they play the Chargers. Because other than that, they have cupcake, 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 cupcake. They have the 49ers, the Browns. Okay, maybe Baker Mayfield can go do something. The Raiders, and then the Chargers. I think the Chargers will beat the Broncos. The Chargers may be playing for a division title at that point in that game. So there you go. Get ready the, last, the last time they played the Chargers, they won by one point, but that was that's not going to happen. So I now, just don't see it happen. Let's look at the Colts, the other team, you know, Andrew Luck and company. Number one, they play the Texans. Let's say they beat the Texans. Doesn't really matter. But if they lose to the Texans, once again, it doesn't matter because then they play the Cowboys. Okay, maybe they lose to that. So if they lost to the Texans and the Cowboys, the Titans would be good. Wouldn't have to stress it. 
If they lose to the, one of those two, they're going to beat the Giants. If they lose to one or they went out to this point, week 17, if the Titans do what they should do and win to that point, it is the Titans against the Colts for a right to go to the playoffs in the wild card. And that's if Ravens lose the games they should lose and Broncos yes. lose. Yes, that's if no crazy upsets happen. Anything right. can happen and no crazy upsets because football is weird. But if we're your Titans fan right now, you need to be a Texans fan this week and a Cowboys fan that next week. Because if that happens, then the Titans just get in. They just have to, they'll just get in at that point. They'll be fine. But, I don't – and the thing with the Titans is, though, they don't have to play a perfect football game in these next three weeks to win these games. They just don't. They're playing bad football teams. So you play oh, – quite frankly, they play like they played against the Jets. They'll probably win those games. So They better not be playing close like they did against the Oh, they're the going to be playing close. That is absolutely ridiculous. They're going to be playing close. Yeah. There's a 100% chance they're going to be playing close. If we close. play close all these teams and we somehow just squeak into the playoffs, are you honestly satisfied with this no, season? No, not at all. But it could happen. They could right. 100% this team right. could back into the playoffs. Right. But the first step to doing that comes Thursday night where the Jacksonville Suckwires, I mean Jaguars, <laughs> come to town. The Jaguars, ladies and gentlemen, are a dumpster fire. Now, yes, they did help us help out the Titans tremendously this week by beating the Colts six to nothing, and I don't know how they got six to nothing, but thank you. That's kinda like our game, nine to six. It's yeah. just field goal, field goal, field goal. So now, and I know the Jaguar season is lost. It is Cody Kessler at quarterback. They got <clears throat> they paid Blake Bortles fifty two million dollars and then benched him because they went, Oh crap, it's actually Blake Bortles. But if you don't think the Jaguars are gonna be coming to beat the Titans, you are out of your mind. You think they don't want to play spoiler? You know, I mean, they, that, and after all the smack the Titans talk about the Jaguars every time they beat them, and the Jaguars have been wholly unable to beat them for the last two years, they're going to be coming to beat the Titans. This is going to be the hardest of this next stretch of games, in my opinion, because they it's going to be a division rival. The Titans, like I said, three games in eleven days, they're going to be running the ball with Leonard Fournette. It it's just going to be a slugfest. Tell me what you're thinking, Chase. Man, I'm 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 scared. Like I I really am. If we come out and play like we did against the Jets, we're not winning this football game at all. I don't trust our offensive line to block that Jags defense, which the Jags defense hasn't been nowhere near as good as they were last year, but at the same time, they're still, they're still the Jaguars defense. They're the third-ranked overall defense in the NFL, and they just held Andrew Luck to zero points. Exactly. And Andrew Luck had thrown for three touchdowns in seven straight games, and they held him to zero points. Exactly. And Corey Davis is going to be matched up with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And then, I mean, so Corey Davis, he might, he may beat him a time or two. Hopefully, a lot. I mean, hopefully, a lot. But I'm not really trusting Tajay Sharp, Taewon Taylor, Cameron Batson. I'm I mean, just, well, the running joke is that Derrick Henry is Jalen Ramsey's Jalen Ramsey's daddy. Yeah, but so I he's going to have to be. They're going to have to trust Derrick Henry. This game, they're going to have to run the ball for the first time in a long time. They're going to Marcus Mariota cannot be the leading rusher unless he breaks two long ones off. I mean, it's got to be Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis running the ball effectively in here's, this game. Here's my biggest problem with Derrick Henry is it's not that he you know he just runs soft or anything. It's all right. He's a big running back. Yeah, big running back. When you watch the Jets and have Isaiah Crowell, they hand it to him. He takes off. Yeah. If he's running up the middle, he's hitting that first hole, which is exactly what you got to do. Yeah. Instead, Derrick Henry gets it. He wants to kind of like looks like he's jogging, dance around a little bit, 
Like he's and Le'Veon so, Bell and right, he's not. He's yeah. not. Like Le'Veon Bell is a patient runner. Yeah. Derrick Henry, you cannot be a patient runner. Derrick Henry Get is the a first passive hole. runner. Exactly. Le'Veon Bell is a patient runner. Derrick Henry is a passive runner. My biggest problem with Derrick Henry is when he gets touched, his legs turn into jello. Unless it's the fourth quarter. And suddenly he remembers how big he is. I'm like, that touchdown run he had, he finally remembered, oh, I don't have to just go down when I get touched. But whenever somebody gets around his legs and his thighs, he just turns into jello. Just folds over like a lawn chair. That's my problem with Derrick Henry. Yeah, and my problem is just when you get the ball, quit being scared and just run. Hit the hole that you're supposed to hit. Yeah. Because that's where yards come from. Yeah. But no, we're just gonna dance around. <laughs> that was he just Chase just did a dance. That was <laughs> impressive. Uh, but yeah, I, and then defensively, it's Cody Kessler. So God, if we lose to the Jaguars, hello run man. defense. Run defense has <laughs> got to stop Leonard Fournette because it's gonna be the Leonard Fournette show. I have a question for you, Noah. I have an answer. Totally off topic here. Okay. And this might make a lot of Titans fans mad, but here I am in my work league. I'm in the fantasy football playoffs. Do I start Leonard Fournette over Philip Lindsay, Nick Chubb, or Alvin Kamara this week? Over Philip Lindsay. But that's hard. Not over Nick Chubb. Or Alvin Kamara. I know that. But really, over Lindsay's been going off. But I don't don't want Fournette to go off. I understand not wanting him to go off, but he's going to get like 40 carries on Thursday night. So, you know, (laughs) sometimes volume matters. And he's going to get a lot of check downs and all that stuff. So. All right, Rashawn Evans, you better show up. For the first time ever. Uh, I say that, but he's gotten better. He had a, he led the team in right. tackles on those. Now, I'll tell you, though, who the star of this defense is now. It's not Kevin Byard. <clears throat> it's dang sure not Malcolm Butler. It's Jayon Brown. Oh, definitely. Jayon Brown. I don't know how this man's not getting Pro Bowl votes, but he is leads the team in sacks from the middle linebacker spot at six. He is he's the one guy on Sunday who was like in the first quarter and there was just lethargic. He was the one guy. He made a big play, blew up a play in the backfield, and got up and just had the enthusiasm you want. He's the one guy out there that's been grinding every play. He's all over the field. That dude has gotten so much better this season. And he's going to have a big game again. I expect him to have a big game. I think he's one of the best players on the defense and slowly moving his way up the lineback, linebacking ranks in the NFL. Congratulations, J-Rob. You nailed a pick. It's about time. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Titans have to win this game. Have to. Really, it'd be better for the Jaguars to lose this game for them. But they're not going to be thinking of that because they need a better draft pick so they can get a quarterback. Chase, give me your prediction for this game. I think this is going to be a pretty low-scoring game like the first one. Yeah. But I do think both teams actually find the end zone this time. Okay. I'm going to go 17. Mm. I don't – man, I don't know. I'm going to go 17-14. That's literally – literally exactly what I was going to say. I almost said 15. I'm like, nah. I'd say – I think 17-14 as well. Uh, I'll be different. I'll say 2014. Field goal. There you go. <laughs> 20 to 14. I agree. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, the only thing that will add in some touchdowns is that fatigue factor. I think that opens up the possibility for big plays. You see a lot of big plays on Thursday night football mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, deep bombs to Taewon Taylor or something like that. And let's face it, the Titans, man, they're tired. They're going to be tired. Three games but in 11 yeah, days. Yeah, you got to be ready to play. Yeah. And if we win, just Taylor LeJuan, please shut up. <laughs> please. Because then you got to worry about Saquon Barkley in a week and a half. So, yeah, shut up. <laughs> Moving on um, to the injury-riddled, I mean riddled, Nashville Predators. Uh, this is a this is now a problem in Nashville. Let's just run down the injury list right now for the Preds. Philip Forsberg, 
out a month. You know, one of the best players in the league. That was fifth in the league in scoring at the time of his injury. Victor Arvidsson, out for another month-ish from here. So that is your two wingers on your top line. Oh, and then go down the line. Kyle Turris, also out. Indefinite amount of time. They have not told us yet. So two top wingers and a center. Three out of your top six. Half of your best players are hurt. Oh, and then on the def- you know the defense, the best defense in the league. Yeah, P.K. Subban's out too, and they're not saying how long he's out for. This is a problem in Smashville, ladies and gentlemen. And forget about the President's Trophy now. I understand they're second in the league right now, but you are not going to keep up a torrent pace with all these injuries. And what now has happened is the attention has moved to Ellie Tolvanen, who has been called up from Milwaukee, the kid who finally got his he got his first NHL goal in his first game against Chicago, a beautiful twisted backhander, just Cam Ward had no chance on it. And Kevin Fiala, who I was calling to be sent back to Milwaukee before the injuries because he has not had a good season at all. Those two both now have to turn into top six centers and for Tolvanen he or top six forwards. And for Tolvanen, that is an immediate change. You're from Milwaukee to now being at the top of the lineup. That's just where you are now with the Nashville Predators. The defense will be fine. They, they've been fine. They've been surviving. But they have to find some scoring. It's just, like, my jaw hit the floor when I saw Forsberg was hurt. I couldn't believe it. It's just one injury after another, after right. another, after right. another, after another for this team. And good, I mean, good thing the Predators have depth. You yeah. know, Poole's done a great job of making sure we have depth. And it's still, it's still not like we don't have any good players, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the problem is now, though, is you have secondary players are going to have to become top-end players right, right. for this team. So, Like Yarn Croak and... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yarn, they're they're going to they're gonna have to get better immediately. I wish y'all could have seen Noah's face right there. Uh, anyway. Noah, what were you thinking? No, don't worry about it. It's fine. That's radio secrets or podcast secrets. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Yarn Croak, you're, you're 100%. Austin Watson's going to have to step up. Players like that now are going to have to fill these roles and score a considerable amount of goals because a huge chunk of your goal, your two leading scores are out. And then your second center. I mean, it's just, it's a rough place. Craig Smith, who's been playing really well, but he's going to have to really turn it up now that he's on the top line. It's Now it's just a treading water act for the Preds. They need to go like 500 until these guys get back. If they go 500 the rest of the way, I think they finish with 92 points, which may barely get you into the playoffs, but you go 500 until you get these guys back, and then if you go, you know, five or ten games over 500 from there on out, you're back over 100 points and feeling good. The thing is, though, this team, if we can enter the playoffs fully healthy, if we can weather the storm, make the playoffs, and it, be fully healthy, yeah, the seating, they're, they're the best team in the NHL. The seating does not matter at all for right. this team. It doesn't. I mean, you saw last year they had the number one overall seed, and they lost because it crapped away the well, some some Sometimes... Sometimes, depending on how everybody else plays out, in the NHL in particular, a lower seeding can benefit you. I mean, sure, yeah. It, it's, it's all matchup-based. You, know, right. you know, if the Preds ended up falling into the wild card, which is not going to happen, but it wouldn't be bad because here's what happens. You fall into the wild card, what you would want to be is that first wild card spot so that you end up going to the Pacific, and then you get to play teams like Calgary and then Anaheim before you end up playing and. Uh, Western Conference Final against Winnipeg, whereas if you're in that divisional bracket in the Central Division, say you're the two seed, okay, cool, you beat Minnesota, then you need to play Winnipeg in the second round again. And, you know, you wouldn't want to delay right. having to play that right. team. Right, and that, until... should, that should be a final, in my opinion. No, it should it should be the Western Conference Final. So, you know, as long as the Predators are in, there's benefits to being anywhere. It right. doesn't matter where right. they are on the bracket, really. I, they're, they'll have At the end of the day, you got you to win. you got seven-game series, you got to win. Yeah, the Preds have to win once they get there. But first of all, they got to get healthy. Next, moving on. Rocky Top, real quick. 
Um, what's new? Uh, coaching hiring debacle happening right now. What's going on with Freeze? What's going You're on with Freeze? If there's if here's my thing, Hugh Freeze would be a huge, huge hire. Yep. For the offensive coordinator, does he have a little bit of baggage? Sure, but it's not like it's the man paid for sex. Okay, that's that's what it, it's not like he's went out and he's just Ray Rice, Joe Mix, and cream hunted people. Okay, he hired a prostitute. That's a more tactful way of saying that to the children right. listening to Tennessee Sorry. Talk. <laughs> Sorry, but that's that's what it is. Is it great? Do I love it? No. But at the same time, I want to win football games. I want to have a good offense. Hire Hugh Freeze. If there's anybody else, if there's anybody on Rocky Top right now preventing this hire other than Jeremy Pruitt and Philip Fulmer, like Chad Withrow tweeted out the other day. Like if your last name I'm, is Haslam and you're trying to prevent this hire. Right, right. I highly question, like Withrow said on Twitter, I highly question your commitment to winning football games. Yep. Highly question it. Now, Jimmy... If you're trying to get this guy up in Cleveland, you better stop. Okay? You better stop. That's my thing because Knoxville, we need an explosive offense. And Hugh Freeze gives us that. And then our backup plan, Chip Lindsey, all of a sudden he's going elsewhere. Figure it out. Yeah, with rumors of Hugh Freeze now talking to Florida State, uh, figure it out. I think you yep. put it the best way. Because right. you, you thought, you know – you just want to open yourselves up. Do you? Do we not remember what happened last spring? Cough, cough, Shiano. Cough, cough. I don't think you want to ruin this one. I just don't. No, you need a good offense. There's an obvious hire here. Make it. Period. Just make the hire. Right. Because the more you, the more you dibble on, dabble on, and waste time. Guess what? Alabama's offensive coordinator has been looked at for other interviewing for other head coaching vacancies. Yeah. You think Nick Saban? You think Alabama's not going to call Hugh Freeze and sign him? Yeah. That's first place Hugh Freeze would go. Hugh Freeze is the one guy who can actually who's actually beaten Saban so recently. So yeah, I think they probably would do that. It's a safe bet. All right. Now on to the other sport, the good sport at Tennessee. Tennessee is a basketball school now. Women's basketball's in the top ten. Men's, Men's basketball's basketball. number seven. Seventh in the country. Coming up on a matchup with number one. This Sunday, December 9th, baby. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. And a chance for Tennessee to rocket up the rankings. Make a statement. You played with Kansas. But if you can beat Gonzaga. You play with Kansas. Grant Williams don't foul out this time. And they go beat Gonzaga. That's just the way I'm feeling about this game. Just go win this game. Go beat Gonzaga. Show that you're for real. Right. Let's show them you're for real. Because in theory, Gonzaga beat Duke. Yep. If you beat Gonzaga, you'll beat Duke. You know, I'm just going through this hypothetical. Well, yeah, you beat Gonzaga, you fanboy, you beat Gonzaga, you you can beat anybody. By my belief, that you could win the national championship. So go right. ahead, beat Gonzaga. Well, if we beat Gonzaga, there's no way we jump from seven to one. No, I think you probably you definitely jump Nevada. You probably jump Michigan. You jump Virginia. I think what probably happens is you end up in three third, or four. Range. You end up at third. Kansas and Duke move up one. Gonzaga moves down to four or to five, and we move up to four. Three. 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 Yeah. Three or four somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. You move up to three or four. But before all this can happen, you gotta win. And but what happens if you beat Gonzaga and then you string a bunch of wins together, then all of a sudden you blink and you're number one. Right. That's the thing. And don't do like you did however many years ago it was when Derrick Rose was at Memphis, you go and beat the number one Memphis Tigers, you're number one, and then you just lose to Vanderbilt. That cannot happen. I'm so I don't want I do not want to give Vanderbilt any other chance to talk trash. <laughs> 
You got to be Vanderbilt this year. Because <laughs> I've been talking about see you on the basketball court since that football game happened. See you on the court, you know. <laughs> Speaking of see you in court, let's talk about something else, Chase. Let's talk about something What? Else. What? Nothing really happened in the NFL. No. This weekend. So we're going to talk about Urban Meyer, Urban, Urban Meyer retiring, what? right? Um, no. Something, uh, something else happened. Hmm. Oh, Kareem Hunt's a freaking idiot. That's what happened. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Name don't so, ring you know. Name don't ring a bell. You know, rookie. The, I mean, rookie of the year last year. Led the league in rushing. And then decides he wants to be a place kicker and, you know, <laughs> loses his mind. Here's here's and lies about it. And here we go. Everybody, you ready to be offended? Chase, take it away. Yeah. No, I'm not offending nobody. <laughs> here's, here's, in my opinion, why the Chiefs released him. Yeah. Is because he lied about it. Yeah, I don't think it's because of the video. I think if he would have been up front and told the truth about what happened to them, and then they don't find out this way, yeah, he's still on their roster. Is he still going? Is he playing? Is he still going to be on the commissioner's exempt list? Probably, but the fact that he's up front and honest, he he probably stays on their roster. Yeah, because Tyreek Hill had an incident about with his pregnant girlfriend while he was in college. But you know what? He didn't lie about it. Yeah. He was truthful, and here he is. Look at him. And and to Tyreek Hill's credit is he's went out, he's raised a bunch of money for awareness, he's actually committed himself to never stooping to that level again, and here you go. But the problem with Kareem Hunt is when it first happened and the Chiefs released him, Noah texted me, and I said I'd be all for the Titans signing. No. But I would have been. And I said no. no. And Noah said no. And I would have been because he's a top five running back. So? And I want to win football games. So? I'm tired of losing. Morals. But, like I told Noah, I don't agree with what he did at all. You should never place your hands on a woman. You should. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But the reason. The reason. But. No, there's no but. Okay, good. But the reason I would not be okay with the Titans signing him now is because. So Cream Hunt has this interview with Lisa Salters. Yeah. That's not me. My grandma and mom raised me better than that. That's not me. You know, my actions speak for themselves. I can't take it back, but that's not me. In the words I will of never do that again. Will Ferrell and Anchorman, I don't believe you. And it's then here it. we go again. Oh, TMZ. TMZ. Here's another report of Kareem Hunt in an altercation in January in Kansas City where an alleged guy was beat up by a group that contained Kareem Hunt. Yep. Dude, whether you beat the guy or not, hang out with a different crowd. <laughs> You're the one. More than likely, Kareem Hunt's the one feeding all these people. Yeah. He's the one making all the money, and who cares, man? They're holding you back. You now, I don't, I don't know if he gets signed again. His yeah. football career could be over because it, it goes from one incident yeah. where teams have shown they can forgive you for one incident. Yeah, Greg, look at Hardy getting signed by the Cowboys. Joe Mixon getting drafted by the Bengals. Yeah, but then whenever it turns into this, 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 and this, yeah. you're probably done, man. And it's a shame because the kid's talented. The guy's crazy talented. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think he's done. I just, I, you can't do that. You just can't. You, it's a shame pro, because as a fan, I feel like I was robbed of getting to see a great talent. You're the starting but, running back on the Kansas City Chiefs right now. You have to know better than to do stupid right. things. And, and he, granted, this was back in February, and when he still was the starting running right. back. Right? No, you're right. You're right. And like you said, he didn't know the video existed. But come on, man, you're in the hallway of a ritzy. Apartment complex? You think there's not cameras? Yeah, he's just... He, to me, he came off like an idiot. Chances are he was drunk. He just came off like Chances an idiot. Chances are he's drunk and all this, but his you guys... You were held to a higher standard when you were no, in No, you're that right. Role. You're right. You and just his are. friends, this crew he hangs out with, 
Why are you not? Why are you letting him? Yeah. Why are you letting him get away from me? I get, I get it. He's an NFL player. He's probably gonna get away. But dude, come on. Them guys in that video, they were some pretty big dudes. Yeah. You could at least hold them back. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Bye, Kareem Hunt. To, that's just my opinion. I think he's a woman beater, and he never. I think he's a thug, and he shouldn't be allowed back in this league. He just is. He's a thug. The word thug is not racist, Chase. Okay. It's I never not. said it was. All right. You gave me a look. It's just. It's. He's a thug. That's what he is. You get into two fights in two months. What does a thug do? That. That. That's it. Bye. Get out of my. Get out of the league. Quickly. Big game for the Titans on Thursday night. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at TN Talk Pod. Like us on Facebook, Tennessee Talk. Subscribe. Give us five stars on iTunes or one star. I don't. I don't know. Give if us you, five stars. If you hate on. us. In all. In all seriousness, no cream hunt. Come on, man. Get do better. Yeah, cream do hunt. Better. Be better. We will do We will talk to you all next week. Have a great week. See ya.